Hello and welcome back to what we are calling Bolters. I'm Lord Commander Ulrich. And why are we calling them Bolters? Because they're rapid fire and only last about 24 to 30 minutes. With me as always is... You should, brother. Axel Wright. All right, let's dive in because this isn't any normal bolt. We'll circle back to that. And we're going to get started by thanking our patrons. They are Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Arthur Crane, Kevin Vade, Brendan Agnew, John Vinnels, Kit Kenny, Seth Decker, Donna Lucy, Nathan Willis, Carson Willis, Scott Ribbon, and Derek Ducate. If you'd like to join that illustrious legion, maybe pitch some future ideas for bolters, head on over to patreon.com forward slash geeks with shields. And by the way, just like with uh, with Kevin, Derek, if you can tell us how to pronounce your name, I'm saying Takade because I think it sounds great, but if it's Takade or something else like that, I'm curious. Let us know. We'll keep saying that in episodes until you let us know. Now, you may have noticed we're in a rush. You may have noticed this is called a heavy bolter. It's because this is a big, chunky, heavy episode. We'll see. Maybe. Probably. (laughs) All right. Well, anyways, you've read the title, but just to get everyone on the same page, back when we did uh, How to Fix the Tau Empire I kind of hinted that I had a rough idea of, hey, wouldn't squats be fun back before we knew Games Workshop was like, yes, squats would be fun. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, all right, quick, very quick, squats are 40K's version of dwarves. We'll get into details about that later. But in the 40K, if you're listening to this and you're not really part of the 40K community or you're loosely part of the 40K community, the term squatted is a is a word that's been used in the community to refer to when a faction or an important idea or something gets pretty much written out of the lore entirely. Not that it never existed necessarily, but just that it gets it does it doesn't exist. It's not supported. We don't talk about it anymore. So yeah. we would call, we'd call it getting squatted because that's what happened to the squats in 40K. I don't know their history. I just know that they were a faction and then they weren't. And we yeah. thought that they would never, ever come back. And then... That's uh, pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. And then on April 1st, which Games Workshop didn't realize that it was on April 1st of 2022, they released a didn't teaser know. video yes. showing that the squats are coming back, which, of course, no one believed because it was on freaking April Fool's Day. And so then the next day they were like, no, we, we mean it. And they're getting a full faction release is what they're saying. So. Yeah. Honestly, if it's you haven't been in the hobby since the early days or you don't, you know, do deep dives in the lore, it's perfectly normal not to know who or what the squats are. They're a very old army from the days of Rogue Trader. They were essentially space dwarves. And Games Workshop kind of reached the point of they didn't know what to do with them because they really couldn't break them outside of space dwarves. And they did space dwarf bikers. And it's like... This really isn't working. So then they just subtly just drop them all together. And but they're back now. And one of the things we know is that they are not going to be called squats anymore because apparently in the lore proper, the squats disappeared because they were all eaten by Tyranids. Or yep. probably knows more about this than I do. But the group that's coming back is a group of squats that apparently escaped the Tyranid invasion on a Space Hulk, or they were already on a Space Hulk in the warp or something. I don't know. Like That's the kind of thing. Here's I want to do this. We but they're, but they're being called, real quick, they're being called the Leagues of Votan. Now, Which anyway. Touch on in a second. Anyways, we typically do not reveal when we're recording, but because I want this to go on record, anything we do here is our own pure speculation. We do not know what Games Workshop is doing. We're recording this on the 15th of April. So anything we predict that happens to line up with Games Workshop we blame that on the Games Workshop spy. 
<laughs> or is the fact that we probably have somewhat of a similar thinking process to them, but Games Workshop Spy is more fun. I believe in the Games Workshop Spy. Anyways, uh, what we're going to be doing is we're just going to kind of do like we did with Tau. We're going to kind of, you know, pitch our, if we had Games Workshop said, hey, we want you to design this army, this is what we would do. As well as we've taken, you know, feedback from you, our listeners, like, okay, but these are the key things that you need to kind of try and put in there as was part of the range in its iconic form. And since I know pretty much nothing about them, I'm mostly just here as a sounding board. <laughs> yep. Ulrich, uh, Axel's going to help pitch ideas and massage some of the rougher edges. But here are the things we're going to keep from the old lore is they were formerly part of the Imperium. That was a thing. I do know that the 40k explanation for their stature is that they were humans who, in the original Age of Expansion, settled on high-gravity worlds. Which actually kind of makes sense that that's what it would do to their bodies over time. They lived on mining worlds, and the Imperium fought a fierce war of attrition against them. In some tellings, this is where Mark III armor comes from. They had to build stronger, more reinforced armor for the tunnel fighting against them. Sure, because the revealed mini that they have in the video has a squat in some pretty bulky-looking armor. It looks pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, I really love the armor design. I'm super excited for this. Then they were destroyed by the Tyranids because Games Workshop needed an excuse to get rid of them. So Tyranids yeah. ate them all. Any anything specific? Do we get do we get anything respectful that, about it? No, because they stopped talking about them like for the longest time. They just didn't talk about them. Like they just, you know which edition this was roughly. This is like right between Rogue Trader and first second edition. That long? They can't be that long ago. They were. Like I said, they were there. They were part of the Imperial Army. They were part of War. No, not War Master. Anyways, the. 40k version of Warmaster before Apocalypse, hmm. which is where okay. a lot of the stuff came from. And then they just kind of quietly got shot. They were never really a full faction, but they kind of exist in the margins. But again, Games Workshop didn't know what to do with them because they really couldn't get past of Well, they're dwarves. Like, they drink, and they have clans, and they have ancestor worship, and they use axes. You say that like it's a bad thing. Dwarves are always I'm good not to saying, set it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it didn't really fit with this evolving what they were building you know i guess so like you have this army guy aesthetic and this knight aesthetic and then you have kind of these space dwarves didn't really fit at i just the time. think i just think dwarves are fun and are good I for agree. a fantasy setting so i agree but this is games workshop they kind of existed in like these you know clans that formed houses that formed you know leagues that's all the stuff we're kind of keeping and i think they're going to keep the leagues part of that they're called the Leagues of Votan. Do we want to talk about that real quick? I mean, I don't know what to talk about. I was just saying that they're not being called squats anymore. They're getting called Leagues of Votan. So. Okay, so real quick, other people have kind of pointed this out, and we'll talk about it here. There is some concern that calling them the Leagues of Votan is going to attract the wrong people. Is that a reference to a historical thing? Votan is another term for Wotan, which is another name for Odin. Oh, and what do white supremacists love? Uh, I will take every opportunity real quick to be like, as a as a technical Germanic neo-pagan, fuck white supremacy and has no place in Germanic neo-paganism. So. That's my stance as well as I feel like Votan is such a deep, deep reference. It's well, 
It's not that deep. I mean, the reason why we call it Wednesday is because Walton's Day, which Walton is essentially the Slavic term for Odin, which is just Votan from another dialect. It's all the yes. same name. So. Yes, but I don't think Nazis dig that deep. Exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Very surface readings of things. Well, plus the, plus the fascists in our hobby are already super into the Imperium, so, you know, they don't need yeah. whatever. But anyways, those are the key things that I think Games Workshop's going to keep. That's what we're keeping for our pitch. Now, here are the key changes I'm doing. They're absolutely 100% not part of the Imperium. The Imperium abandoned them in their time of need, and they're like, no, you guys fucking suck. Okay. Ass backwards, you are. I want them to kind of be a condemnation of everything that everyone, you know, points out wrong with the Imperium. So that means that, at least from a geopolitical standpoint, we're going to put them in the same kind of place as the Tau where they're yes. probably a small faction with really good tech, and that's really the only thing keeping them alive right now, plus the fact that no one is focusing on them. Yep, that's my exact pitch. We, we, do, we just need a human society that is existing and functioning outside of the Imperium to kind of demolish the idea of the Imperium is a necessary evil for humanity. Okay. Because I think that's important. The other one is, I'm making them a matriarchal society. Matriarchal because, dwarves. That's... Yep. We're going to flip okay. that trope because, in my mind, the men are the ones that allied them to the Imperium against the better speakings of their wives. And the women are like, you fucked up last time. This time, we're in charge. Also, nothing's going to piss off the worst members of the hobby than having female empowerment. I mean, I'm on board just on principle. But plus, I think uh, dwarf ladies in, like, D&D and stuff are just cool. They tend to be awesome. But, I, you know, Scottish accents and whatnot. So, well, I don't know what accents we're going to give them. But I just like the idea of flipping the whole dwarf male power fantasy on its head and kind of leaning into, no, these trading families and things tend to have a matriarch, be matriarchal driven, like the men are the bluster, but the women's are the power behind the throne. Fair. Okay. Uh, we're going to have live aboard massive traveling starships and are really kind of semi-nomadic because they've lost their home world. And I love the idea of these giant dwarf floating cities. So a little Eldar thrown in. I wonder how that'll feel about craft worlds then. If we want to kind of throw back to the old elves versus dwarves inspiration, we could have them have some tension. <laughs> it could even be like a competition. Like our our craft world s ships are way better than your craft world ships. Oh, whatever. Yeah, no, you could really get like they've built theirs bigger. Like they've got their technology styled differently. Yeah, but of course it's still based on like you know, not Wraithbone tech, so it's going to function highly different, but... Yeah. Also, this allows them to put them wherever we want in the galaxy. Like, we don't have to, you know, geographically tie them. I mean, that also makes sense based on what we seem to have in the lore. I mean, when I said before that the implications that came out of a Hulk is because the teaser video is literally, like, someone landing in what seems like a derelict Hulk and then someone else landing on the Hulk and... or coming in and then boom, it's a squat, so... Yeah, because it also kind of explains where they've been. If we give them like a home planet, we have to explain why we haven't seen this planet. But if they're out there cruising around in these big ships, it's you can say like, oh, well, we just didn't tell any stories where they interacted with these big ships. But to be fair, you could do that with a planet as well. But... Planets are tricky, though, because planets like you haven't been to this big chunk of space. Yeah. I mean, literally, a lot of 40k lore establishes that that's a common thing. There are giant uh, chunks of space that are lost for decades or even centuries that aren't visited again. The entire, 
yeah, the entire basis of the Tau is that they went missing for what four thousand years, and no one saw a warp storm. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying, right. same thing. Just a section of space that no one's been to in a long time. Dwarfs were just there. Their squats were just there. I don't know. Maybe they have a home planet, but I don't know. I like starships because then we can put them wherever we want them. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that it's just as easy to narratively tie in as a planet. So I'm going to keep – this is the one idea I've had from the outset was they often serve as mercenaries to every faction except Tyranids. Obviously. And if we want to have some real fun, we can give them a special anti-Tyranid rule. <laughs> Yeah, okay, fair enough. But this kind of ties in because we had them in Necromunda as mercenaries. Mm -hmm. And it kind of comes into play in, you know, when we're building the key units. If we can have a little mercenary mechanic. Plus, that would be fun, I think. Like, Age of Sigmar's kind of played around with mercenaries. And I like the idea of, you know, being able to give something to, like, help fill in the gaps in certain armies. Like, Tau have all the punching power of a wet noodle. So what if they hired some, you know squat mercenaries to work for him okay i mean i'm on board because i like army variety in general and being able to just toss some squats into your army sounds like a cool idea so yeah and it would 100 be written up you can only take like a very small amount so we don't get the uh soup back it literally it would be like you hire a mercenary squad so you get like yeah. a squad of like 10 oh imagine all the customization that could open up well just do it like the orc commandos but yes. you know squat stuff technologically advanced compared to the Imperium, which is something that Games Workshop has kind of implied, like they have a bunch of Dark Age technology still hanging around. So it's funny, because if we think about if we think about dwarves in fantasy settings in general, they're a weird combination of reverence for the past, usually worshipping their ancestors and being about like artifacts that have been passed down through families, while also being really into pro progress. They tend to be the the species in most fantasy settings that figure out gunpowder first, for instance. Yep. That's mostly because they also live where minerals are. So, yeah. so here we have an interesting thing where we could have them have a, you know, a standard kind of Imperium reverence for the past, Dark Age technology in this case. So in fact, they'd probably butt heads most with the Admech because of yep. this. Um, but while also having them have a Taoist thing where, in fact, you could have the Admech be one of their biggest enemies because they keep modifying stuff from the dark age the oh, highest yeah. of tech heresy well they've got secret stcs but they're not using them correctly in the yeah. their mind that like, could literally not, be your main reason why they're not part of the imperium is that the admech absolutely sees them as the highest level of tech heretics well it would it kind of creates a fun interplay faction wise instead of these big blocks we've established of xenos humans chaos these ones kind of sit in this little interesting hub because it could also work of if they're traveling on starships, they have to preserve what they have. Like, you know, resources are scarce. But mm -hmm. at the same time, they're always working to build better things because, again, they're big flying spaceships in this horrible universe. It also explained why they would be mercenaries because it'd be a way to, like, all right, we need to get resources and we kind of don't care who gives them to us. Yeah. So. Plus, again, it works kind of counter to the Imperium as a necessary evil of – well, we've got technology, and it's not, you know, done horrible things for us. You guys are just stupid. <laughs> Fair. I don't know. This is, I just, I really want to kind of create something to piss off the grognards and the hobby and mocking the Imperiums the easiest way. And, of course, they probably won't be religious, because, again, dwarves don't tend to be. They tend to worship their ancestors, so we can Yeah, just... that's what I've been trying to figure out, is that was something, their psychers were called living ancestors. Hmm. And I don't know how to import that into our new I, – I don't know what their religion – I don't know what their social structure is outside of a matriarchy. I'm wondering if you have any ideas. 
Honestly, I would make them. I would focus on making them reflections of Admech in a lot of ways, where like they're much sturdier than Admech. They don't replace their body parts. They just figure out better ways to have armor. And you could even have their evolution, what from since they've been gone, similar to how Admech came about. Because Admech's whole thing was, you know, Mars got all fucked up, and a bunch of people had to stay in bunkers underneath the ground. And it was the engineers who were able to keep everyone alive, and that's what basically resulted over many generations in the uh, the creed of the adeptus mechanicus because it was those who there was technology that saved their lives similar thing here where we could be like okay these people escaped the tyranids what did that well maybe a certain set of heroes uh, of ancestor heroes that are particularly revered each with a different thing that they are like an avatar of or a certain tech symbol that is of them that forms the backbone of essentially a a polytheism that they have which would be yeah Kind of the first, because the only polytheistic belief system in the 40k setting right now is chaos, and so this would be a different polytheistic system, which I think would be neat. Yeah, and I kind of like the idea of making of taking a bit of the heat off Tau, but making them a very much a true communist society of we all have to work together to maintain this ship, otherwise we're doomed. Yeah, I mean they'd probably operate in conclaves and not have like. They probably their leaders, the the matriarchies, wouldn't be like, you know, actual kings or ethereals or that. They'd probably just be more like counselors. Yeah, it's a very strong family unit. Because I like because we have to make it kind of grimdark, whatever that means in this day and age. The grimdark in their case would probably be that they're constant. Uh, well, we don't want to steal too much from Eldar because Eldar mm-hmm. have the thing that they're basically constantly on the verge of death. So the I don't the think they're constantly on the verge of death. But I think they are they're not a big race. Well they're, they're also a powerful race. They're a smart race. Well that they're also the idea of the elder is also that they're de- they're degrading and they can't get back what they once were. So if the squats, the squats are going never had that though. Like they were just a planet in a series of planets. Yeah. Like there wasn't ever a squat empire. Honestly, I would take the squats, the the legions of Vol of Voltan, and do something similar to what's happening with the orcs, where the grimdark aspect of them is more in the deep cut and not in the on the surface stuff. Because yeah. again, dwarves are fun, so they should be like the orcs on the surface, where they're just fun and kind of goofy. And and but if you read into it, you could probably read about like the harshness of life on their their vessels, the kinds of things they have to do to survive dealing with other races. You could even have, well, they had psychers. Yeah, living ancestors. But I don't know if we ha- want have to keep that. Yeah, I don't know how, because we have to then figure out how chaos dwarves would function in this context. Yeah, so, and I don't that's... have any ideas for that. But I like the idea of the Grimdark is that they are holding on. The Grimdark is that they're struggling to survive in this system. Because Grimdark isn't so much like an aesthetic or a defining feature as much as it is kind of a tongue-in-cheek of this is so over the top it's dumb that has then become this guiding mantra of no everything has to be dark and miserable otherwise it's not grim dark enough i agree with you but there is also a certain aspect of because of how this setting is set up it needs to feel like it isn't like it fits into the setting i mean that was one of the main that was one of the main criticisms of tau before adding that orwellian aspect of them is they felt too optimistic as in they didn't really fit into the setting there are other reasons why tau also felt like that but i'm just saying that was yeah an aspect i, don't know. I just i i i don't know so i think that kind of fits their whole society and their general outline 
You could also have, if we want to differentiate them from the Eldar in that response, because they've been gone for so long and they've been in the warp or something, you could literally give them some kind of like disease that they're all dying. Like, ooh, I'm a Star Trek fan, right? And you could give them something like a a toned down version of the phage, which anyone who watches Voyager probably knows what I'm talking about, but you probably don't, Ulrich. There's species in in Star Trek Voyager. I honestly I can't remember what they're called right now. Viridians? No, that's not right. But anyway, they have a they have a disease called the the phage, which is not really a disease, it's more like a genetic it point is their organs fail over time. Just randomly. Different that organs. Works so so well. So what they did is they started developing technology all about uh, medical science and organ harvesting. So they go around finding people with organs that are compatible with their own body and stealing them. Well, uh, that was, that's why they're constantly working to improve. Like so that's their whole grimdark is everything is being held together through a collective will. You could even take that down to their bodies. Like their bodies are literally fall just as falling apart as their ships are, and so they have to constantly find things to replace. But they, but they're not like the Admech, so they'll replace with tech when they have to. But they're trying to do it like without, I don't know. Yeah, well, they don't have a home planet anymore, so obviously, ideally, their population is much more limited. And if they're traveling on these huge ships, your, you know, population is much more controlled. Yeah. So they really have to. So they're, yeah, I like their whole grimdark is they are succeeding, but only just barely, and only because they are working together. Yeah. So something like that. I just say that like you give them something that is, that is killing them that they have to yeah. fight against that isn't another faction so no, that's cool i like that idea uh, anything else we want to add to general outlines let's see i would say we at the beginning we don't touch on chaos squats at all yeah like, probably make it so that dwarves in most fiction are very resilient to magic so Honestly, you can make it so that there are squat psychers, but they're extremely rare, like even more rare than any other species that has them. But for the most part, they're extremely resilient to warp effects, so they just generally don't have chaos squats. I would say that I would do that at first. You can, in the future, assuming it goes well, we could do something to introduce chaos squats. But I think for the time being, you make it so like that's a really rare thing that basically doesn't happen enough to to justify an army, you know? <laughs> yeah, if we want to take something from the fantasy, Warhammer fantasy lords, they're too stubborn. Yeah. They see a template, like, nope. What do you mean? Just, no, fuck you. But I can give you one. No, you can't. Ooh, yes, ooh. I can. Fuck you. We could do some of the Interrex things, where, like, the squats, unlike the Imperium, where the, chaos, the existence of chaos is a widely kept secret, have it so that all the squats know about it. Like, mm-hmm. and that they actively keep it out of their society like they are aware that the four gods exist they recognize their existence they just don't like them so that you get moments like where i don't know a squat commander literally giving corn the finger uh, a symbol of corn oh <laughs> how about we incorporate their runes as a way to ward against chaos that's like great then they get all their will into these runic symbols that protect them because that's how chaos works. chaos is a lot of personal belief and they put these big runes that say just fuck off chaos and because they are so ingrained as a society to telling chaos to fuck off they're naturally resistant to it i mean we haven't seen the models yet but if i were doing that that'd give an excuse to have a bunch of squat models that are literally covered in runic tattoos that would be <laughs> awesome and that's why they don't have psychers is they're just they're too stubborn they cut they made that bargain of uh, they cut themselves off from the warp so they can't be corrupted by it yeah but they're not 
that's a good idea because then they're not inherently incapable. It's something is a decision that they make after birth that opens the door for chaos dwarves oh. and dwarf psychers down the road. But so. yeah, the dwarf psychers are like we can do really kind of cool totemic. Like it's a big deal. Like these guys are super warded. They're the ones that are covered head to toe in runes. You could literally st- oh here's another idea st- stolen from Dragon Age. If that's the case the ones who are dwarf psychers could like literally have have to give up their freedom in order to do this. Like they have to be kept under lock and chain oh, guarded by multiple I people. I mean, if Dragon Age is going to steal from Warhammer, why can't Warhammer steal back? Yeah. So we do basically what the Canari do with their mages, but we have the squad. Oh, that'd be there. so cool that they just wheel them out to battle. Like go get them, Jeff. Yeah. Something like that. That would be, so- Oh, I love this idea. Well, plus the Canari are just awesome. And I like the idea of yeah. stealing from them. So, <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. Oh, that's good. I like that. Okay. I mean, I could keep on going, but I think I'll stop there. So. All right. So these are the key units, like everyone remembers from the game that we kind of have to include in one way or the other, or at least attempt. And I've included pictures for Axel, so he can I look see, at what I, they were. I see two pictures. That's it. But okay. uh, let me see if I can find the squat bikes real quick. Because the first one. Any... Yeah, the first one he has listed here is. A land train, which looks like it looks like a collection of grot tanks that are chained up. <laughs> Kinda. There are the bikes. That came later when they were trying when they gave him a biker identity. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. So the land train is one of those really cool iconic things of basically it was a big it was a chain of train guns. Like, if you are familiar with armored trains from World War II, that's basically what the land tank was. Mm. And they look like okay. squat tanks because this was for Epic, which was, you know, the precursor to Adeptus Titanicus, where everything is huge but on a small scale. Okay, okay. That's where a lot of this stuff came from. And honestly, I didn't think this had any chance of coming back until the most recent, you know, model for Necromunda Ashwaste is literally like a land train conversion waiting to happen ah i bet that was on purpose since you know squat release that when so. everyone's like because everyone was drooling like orcs like oh i'm gonna make that such a sick truck and gene sealer calls like oh i'm gonna make that such a sick you know truck and squat fans are like oh the land train and i feel so how do we do this one i like the idea of it can either function as a big apc or a big gun wagon uh looking at it at least this picture that looks like a gun wagon to me definitely that does not look like a transport of any kind that's that's a we got a lot of guns but but it probably would also honestly with how that's structured i might give it a rule similar to flying vehicles like it has to move a certain like it could just be a very powerful mobile artillery yeah but it has to keep moving so that's how i would do it probably yeah, and I think that, you know, it has a minimum of a main car and at least one trailer. Yeah, sure. I would but say I three, think, personally, a main car and two trailers, because three is, like, a you know good number, but... Well, it all depends on how many come in the kit. Yeah, that's true. I would do, I mean, again, from a business standpoint, it would probably make sense to do a kit that's just one. You just build one, but it has, like, the parts to make it up to, like, five things long. So. That would be insane, but imagine how cool that would look. Yeah, something like that. But that, I think, would act... This is kind of their main... This is their catch-all vehicle. This is their tank. This is their APC. This is their whatever, depending on how you want to build it. 
You know what's really funny? Not to jump ahead, but the next one Ulrich has listed here is the airship. Yep. And whereas with the land train, I would have that be a has a minimum movement. The airship, I think, would be a flying thing with no minimal movement because it's a blimp. So. This is another cool one. I love it and I want to have it, but I don't know what that looks like because airships are in such a weird spot in 40K and they're really cool. But I don't feel like anyone uses them because the bulls are always kind of so-so. I have one flying model that isn't like you know a jetpack thing which is i've got a burna bomber in my orc collection that was a gift and i've ran it one time and i ran it off the table in turn two <laughs> so <laughs> i i can see why it's very strong it's just they're a little hard to maneuver especially if you don't have a regulation size table <laughs> yeah and maybe this kind of goes because my idea of how squat should play is they should be a very they should have strong artillery and really strong mid-range so maybe this is your backfield kind of gun. Like a few very powerful shots. I guess it's funny because my mind went instantly to a dwarf with a shotgun, like specifically. That's so. my infantry idea is they have a lot of – they're very strong at mid-range and they're very strong at – or close range and they're very strong at long range. But they have nothing really to close that gap. Like maybe this has a minimum range to kind of negate the power of the artillery. Like if you get inside its firing arc – that that makes sense. That's fair. And these could be deployed from their big ship. Like this is their maybe it's not quite an airship, but it acts as the transport from their big ships to get units on the ground. It does make sense, by the way, that their weakness as a whole, as an army, should probably be mobility. Like mm-hmm. they should just have low movement across the board. Yes, that's my idea. Is they're very slow. They're very tough, but they're very slow. So like, so take like Death Guard. But instead of Death Guard's trade-off of their slow being that they're really hard to kill, Squat's trade or the Legion of Voltan's trade-off would be they're, they're slow, but they pump out a lot of range damage. Yeah, and if we kind of put a minimum firing range on a lot of their guns, it means that they can kind of wait for you to like, come and get them. But if you get inside that firing arc, you've negated their artillery. Yeah, which is why you would have your infantry with shotguns to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no, I think the airship kind of acts as it's a small it's a smaller version of their bigger world ships okay yeah and then this can fill a couple roles but it has no minimum it's very strong has no minimum movement but it does have uh minimum range so if it gets in close or maybe you swap out the big guns for small guns and the small guns can kind of you know move around but i like the idea too that we're basically already making a pretty hyper special like you've got an army that from what we're talking about has a general strength and then you're going to have a couple of units that are super specialized to either try to compensate for their weaknesses or exemplify their strength so like the airship that you're describing would be a super exemplar of the strength like high artillery damage uh while whereas the weakness would be it'd be slow and if something actually gets in it can't do anything about it so it needs something else to protect it so that'd be you have something some specialized units like i don't know guys with the big power axes or shotguns whose basically job is to stay near the artillery and keep anything from reaching it yeah because again this is tech it's very valuable they can't afford to lose it because they don't have the resources to replace it which means that even their bikes would probably fall into the same category where they'd be slower than any other faction's bikes but they'd also be probably have just better weapons attached to them so the bikes i kind of thought would limit only for your leader your care your leaders 
like your big your commander unit so whatever that is okay i don't know if i'd make bikes like a fast attack option honestly i feel like with because again i don't know squats necessarily but i'm thinking about dwarves i think that they should have something like bikes that are not shaped like bikes so here here's my thing this is Ulrich's just once in 40k. I want mechanized war beasts. Uh, that was literally what I was about to say. I was going to say, yes, if there's any you. faction that should have that, it's going to be the, fa- the the sci-fi dwarves. Who thank you. Just, just because they can make like a big mechanical lion or a big mechanical bear, and that's what they're writing in. Yes, just that is your fast attack option. That is. And we make them, it's, they're very attached to it because each one is handcrafted by the writer. And also, as a side note to Games Workshop, that would be literally the kind of thing that everyone from every faction will want to steal for their kit bashes. So you're going to sell a lot of them, even for people who don't buy that army. Just saying. Yeah. So we keep the bikes for, you know, characters because, you know, kind of harken back to the iconic. I think we redesign it because I don't like this tricycle design. Yeah, I think it should be, well, squatter and thicker. And yeah, I'm kind of thinking like it's just a single track that's heavily armored. Kind of. I'm trying to think of. I can think of a few movies that have what I'm trying to think of, but like you shouldn't. It shouldn't look like a chopper. It should look no. like like an armored, like an army motorcycle. Like, yeah, I want it to be like a battering ram. Yeah. So yeah, so that's your fast attacks. Are you've got these for your leaders, and you've got you know mechanized war beasts for your fast attack, whatever that ends up looking like. You can go as big and crazy as you want. Yeah. Also, that I would love for them to have. I know that some faction already has this, but I've been replaying Borderlands Three recently, and the vehicles that are just a big wheel that you sit in, I feel like that'd be appropriate. <laughs> How does it relate to mining or the process or the carrying of uh, material? Because everything kind of needs you to go back, like it's been retrofitted in some way to harvesting resources or gathering resources. Like the land train is, you know, it's designed it, when they don't have guns on it, it can carry stuff. Like convoy style. The airships are for getting it back and forth. The war can also pull the carts. Well, I could, in my opinion, I could justify it that it's like a hover wheel, because that's a thing that that is in Borderlands I'm thinking of, and that it has like grappling hooks, so it's meant for traveling quickly through mine shafts. So Yeah, okay, that works. Alright, last thing I kinda wanna throw in for the key units, or just units in general before we kinda get into the army design, is we need us something that represents the mercenaries. That this is the one that can be taken outside of the army, but also can fight inside. Again, I'm gonna just steal from orc commandos. Just do that same thing, almost verbatim, but make it squat, just change the weapons and the stat lines to make more squat like, but do the same kind of thing. Yeah. My idea is copy the ogre man eaters from fantasy. I don't know those, so. Uh, basically, they were they were ogres that went and fought as mercenaries, and depending on where they fought, they had a special rule. Like if they fought with empire, they had this. If they fought with dwarves, they had this. Mm-hmm. So you just like you make them. You could, this kind of harken back to the original design of the older squats. You know, they look more kind of bikerish. Okay. They, you know, big beards, leather jackets, kind of. They they stand apart, but not a, a, a totally different. And you just kind of give them, okay, these fought with the Imperial Guard, so they get this. These guys fought with the Tau, so they get this. It's just like a special little add-on rule. Okay. And then it gives them versatility, and then you kind of have the callback to the original, you know, uh, squat faction that are all power-armed. All right, so last thing's last is their fighting style. We've kind of talked about this. 
in that they excel at close and long range. Well, but we're saying they excel at all ranges. They're just super slow at move. But they, but it should be that each individual, they no one unit excels at all ranges. It's not like it, it said that individual units will excel at specific ranges, and they'll have yeah. units that do it at all of them. Like I want a unit that fights with uh, shotguns and flamethrowers. Honestly, I would say if anything, the medium range would probably be their weakest. They'd have really strong short range, really strong long range, and yeah. be probably below average in the medium range. Yeah, they'd have some version of the bolter, kind of, sorta, that doesn't really work as well. Yeah, because I want the idea that these guys are raiding space hulks and whatnot for parts, so they're encountering gene stealers and all horrible monsters, and that's really at that close up in front of you range. It is really funny because I feel like they're going to have, in that regard, they should have, in some cases, better versions of Gene Stealer Cult gear. Because Gene Stealer Cult gear of all the mining gear. So. I kind like, I kind of want some version of Terminator armor for them because they're sure. used to like, like an, a really strong exosuit or something. But I, you know, I'm thinking like flamethrowers, shotguns, big ass hammers and axes. Yeah. Uh, again, shotguns felt the most appropriate to me. So. Yeah, some sci-fi, some sci-fi cool 40k version of a shotgun. I don't know what it does. Just, just a flat gun, man. <laughs> just oh, a, yeah. a Fletcher. Some basic thing for cutting through uh, wreckage, like a giant laser beam. I'd say a torch. Literally yeah. just like a, a big crazy torch that can cut through things. It can also so, yeah, get like a backup your, weapon. Most of your infantry, once they get in close combat range or short range, they're just tearing it up. And then I think they should be slow but tough. And my rough kind of stat line is they have a movement five, uh, ballistic skill and weapon skill of three, toughness five with wounds either one or two, and then a three up save. Mm, yeah, that's a. I have to take a. I have to think about that more. But like when I compare that to, okay, because they shouldn't be space marines. They shouldn't be quite as good as space marines on principle. But they so I would probably, I'd probably lower their. Or I would make their ballistic skill worse, but give some of their weapons, particularly the shotguns, ways to mitigate that because it's a shotgun. It's going to be a high. Shotgun would auto hit. Yeah, so I would make their I'd make their ballistic skill in general worse. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually skill four maybe, maybe even five. But because again, I... they're going to have weapons that mitigate their natural like not great aim. That's true. So, so yeah, when you're firing at long range, you're really good. kind of okay. Again, their artillery is going to be different, but we're talking. You're talking about like infantry here. Yeah. It's going to be. So yeah, I'd, I'd give them like a ballistic skill five. Like they're they're not good shots until you get close range, in which case they've got weapons that don't care. Toughness five. I admit I'm always a little iffy about that because that feels like that's a that's a orc and a space marine kind of thing. I I personally would probably lower their toughness. I'm probably okay with them having multiple wounds because of the whole like. Uh, I think. You go one or the other. Either you give them one wound in toughness five, or you give them two wounds in toughness four or three. But my theory is they are they're built kind of like orcs and tough muscular. Plus, I think we need to start the solution to this AP nonsense is just to start bumping toughness and wounds, not just giving everyone weird AP rules. Yeah, that's fair. I'm definitely fine with them having a save of three plus because that's a power armor thing in general. Yes. The sisters have that, so. If we do this, though, then they're going to be a near elite army, I think. I think it's going to be yeah. – There's you don't take a lot of these guys. It's not going to be well, as much bad as – there's like, not a lot. That's the idea. They are 
strong but few. Like they yeah. are holding on because they are making the best choices. It's not gonna be quite gray knights, but it's gonna be like you're gonna take fewer of them than you would take like even Space Marine probably. But they're gonna have reasons that like if if you take a hundred Space Marine, maybe you'll take like eighty of these guys. Like that's the kind of ratio I'm thinking of here. If that makes sense. So. Yeah. And then lastly, I mean, the army is kind of defined by having really good tanks and artillery and really good infantry. They should have, I think fast attack should be in general their weakest thing. Yeah. Like, it's just, just have... the big burdensome war beasts that are really strong, but really expensive. Like you can't field a bunch of them. Sidebar, but it could be interesting if, if they go with the planet instead of the ships, although I'm, I'm pretty sold on ships, they could be an excuse to bring back cyborgs, which would be a cool idea, but... Oh, and it's kind of implied that they have some AI, but I don't want to get them too close to... Tau. Tau. Yeah, yeah, we want to keep them distinct from that, so... But yeah, no, this is our basic outline for what the squats could be. I'd also say that at first they are not a hero army. I think they would have lone hero, but with the whole... With my idea of the whole, like, polytheism kind of thing and... You should have it so that their general leaders, their general heroes, have ways of, like, tapping into avatars of their ancestor heroes or something. So Yeah. No, no, maybe we... I don't know. Do they feel dwarfish enough, though? I feel like they did. I mean, I'd have to see them. Well, I mean, model design, but I'm talking, like, an overall... Like, the aesthetic's one thing, but I'm saying, like, in the army design, I feel like this is... we, We found a way to make dwarves work in space. Yeah. With the runes and with the stubbornness and... I mean, honestly, I feel like you can steal a lot from the Keratin Overlords and the Fire Slayers specifically and just... I mean, I know it's cheap, but you're stealing from yourself, Games Workshop. But, yeah. like, like even with all this said, you should still have at least one unit that's basically just a squat with two axes and no armor just because Berserkers are awesome everywhere. So, basically, their equivalent to Repentia would be what it is. But they'd be extremely rare, and they wouldn't be in squads. It'd be like a hero like that. So yeah, and I know there's other things from the like there are things like they had exosuits and stuff like that we kind of left out. But I don't know. This is kind of our quick and dirty. I mean, I how many how many armies can we how many armies can we steal from? We can steal from Tau. We can steal from Admech. We can steal from uh, from from Death Guard. We just steal from a bunch of them to make. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's actually just fine but yeah totally. yeah and my idea this should be like a more refined version of gene stealer cult like gene stealer cult uses the weapons that you know they use to mine because they have to squats are i have to use this as a weapon and as a mining tool and it's going to be the best it can at both although it makes me feel bad because anytime something gets taken away from gene stealer cults the well, most cults are still going to be their thing but these are just like this is what gene stealer cults would look like if they had a budget no, no, I'm, I'm just saying that Gene Silicolts are right now, as far as armies that are actually factions, are the biggest whipping boy when it comes to treatment in general. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm happy with this. I think we did really good. I'm curious to see, you know, in a year or so, how how much of what we're saying is how close it is to what it will actually be. So, if nothing else. Give me the War Beasts. That's like the only thing I really desperately want an army to have. Well, I, I brought that up because, so Wretched, right, He one of the armies he collects is Custodes. And he had a friend 3D print him a, like a mechanical runic looking lion that he could put his captain on. So it's 
it's a captain on a jet bike is what it is on the on the data sheet, but it's him riding a lion. And I was like, you know, it's amazing that you that Gamesmanship doesn't have any 40k kits that you could use for something like that. So this would be literally an excuse to be like, all right, put in squats riding mechanical war beasts, which is already cool. But the fact that other armies are gonna want to make kit bash like characters riding mechanical war beasts, and now they will have to buy the squat kits to do it. it it's a good business plan, is my point. <laughs> well, also, it's like, it's the one thing you don't have in this crazy setting. Like, I don't know. I just, I want the idea of some uh, Archmageos finding Mastodon skeleton and going, hmm, I wonder what this was. And then we just have the kick-ass giant robot of destruction from uh, the Horizon Forbidden West game. Yeah, I mean, my brain went to a tech priest guffawing realizing that like parts from a, a lehman russ or something were converted into a mechanical war bear so oh, that'd be sick there's so many possibilities come on games workshop i know you're listening all right i got nothing else for this yeah that's everything let us know what you thought let us know what you like let us know what you think what you would do like one thing you want to have in your squad army and uh, until next time, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all the things. Seriously, share this one around. I want us to be as ahead of Games Workshop as possible. Like I'm, I just, I want this mass, I want mass feedback of, I want to see how much we predicted. And whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcast, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, or the Fireside Alliance, is this going on the Fireside Alliance? This is on the Fireside Alliance. Awesome which is where I would prefer you to listen to it just on principle. But whichever one you're listening to us on, thank you. No matter what, we're happy with them all. And if there's another one you want us to be on, tell us about it. We'll look into it. All right. As always, it's been Lord Commander Ulrich. And it's Shield Brother Axel Wright. Be sure to tune in next time. And remember, the fix is to fix toughness, not AP. <laughs> <laughs>